On the show today, we've got two very exciting interviews. First up is Christopher Judge from Stargate, and then one of the original Power Rangers, Johnny Young Bosch. All that and more on today's show, so stay tuned. Welcome to the show. This is Benjamin Man McKay's Talk To Me, and I'm your host, Benjamin. Today on the show, we've got two very special guests, both here thanks to Supernova Conventions. Uh, they were both here in Australia the past couple of weeks, and I spoke to them just before they flew in. We've got Christopher Judge, who's best known for his role in Stargate. He also wrote a couple of episodes of the series, and he's voicing a very popular video game character in a brand new version of that video game. And then we've also got Johnny Young Bush. Now, Johnny Young Bush was one of the original Power Rangers. Now, Power Rangers made a huge cinematic resurgence this year, and we have a bit of a chat about his views of the original series. But first up, here's my chat with Christopher Judge. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, Christopher, what inspired you to become an actor? Uh, you know, I, I knew from a very early age that uh, I, I, I know the moment. Uh, I was watching a movie called Sounder, and uh, it's a movie uh, about a young man whose father goes to jail, and his dog, Sounder, becomes his best friend. And uh, when I remember the moment when Sounder died and I was in tears. Uh, I said, this is what I want to do for a living. And it's just never waited. Mm. And what training did you undertake from that moment to get to where you are today? Oh, well, I went to the University of Oregon and I was in the telecommunication and film department. And uh, after that, uh, I, I was kind of fortunate. I kind of... Uh, kind of fell into it. I had uh, kind of my own pop show, MTV type show, uh, straight out of college. And I used uh, tape for that to get an agent. And then I just started getting auditions. And I started getting jobs. And then I got scared because I had no idea why I was getting jobs. Uh, so then I went to uh, the Howard Fine studio um, where I studied uh, with Howard Fine and Jay Goldenberg and Margie Haber for, for years. Wonderful. Now, some of your first roles on television were in iconic shows like 21 Jump Street and MacGyver. Because those uh, shows were so well-known, was there any additional pressure on you? Um, no. I mean, e even how I got those uh, jobs, um, Stephen Cannell, uh, who was the creator of those shows, uh, actually went to the University of Oregon, where I went, and played football. Um, so his coach, uh, who had retired, but was still involved, uh, with athletics and he was, uh, the coach emeritus there. So, uh, he was always around always, uh, everyone expected me to continue playing football, which is the last thing I wanted to do. Um, so coach Casanova, which was his name, uh, Len Casanova said, well, what are you going to do? Like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be an actor. So he actually called Steven and basically said that, yeah, hire this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if you'd had the knowledge of how those shows would be remembered today, you would have been more nervous at the time? Well, uh, probably, yeah. Because, you know, they were, I guess they were kind of hits then, but, you know, Fox wasn't a big network back then. And um, so, yeah, I had no idea uh, how popular they would become. And was there ever a show that you missed out on getting that you really regret now or would still like to get on? Uh, gosh. Well, yeah, I'd like 
to get on Game of Thrones, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't we all? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said, uh, wouldn't we all like to get on Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, I always wanted to be on Dexter. I love Dexter, and I'm still holding out hope for Big Bang Theory. Well, I just got a devil season renewal, so fingers crossed. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, the TV series Stargate made you famous, but in addition, in addition to performing in it, you also wrote four episodes of the show. How did that eventuate? Uh-huh. Um, well, it kind of was uh, out of necessity. Um, we had two writers, basically, who wrote all the Jaffa episodes, uh, Damien Kindler and, and Peter Deloise. So when Kindler left, that just left Deloise, who would write Jaffa episodes. Um, so, you know, but the, he, you know, that would be like one episode or two episodes a year. So Brad Wright uh, said, look, if you want more A stories, you have to write them. And so I said, oh, okay. And so that's kind of how I started, I started writing. I kind of had a test run. Uh, with a script called The Warrior that I wrote with Deloise. And then uh, they said, okay, go away, write this next one by yourself. And that's, that became The Changeling. And is writing something you consider doing more of in the future? Uh, yeah. Um, writing is an extremely painful process to me. Um, I have, uh, the way I do it is basically, I think of an idea and then I lock myself in my office until the entire script comes to me, like dialogue and all. And so my, my office walls are made of chalkboard. So I madly scribble down the scenes and dialogue as they come to me. And then I sit there until, uh, and, until I'm finished with the entire script. So it's, it's, not, it's not a pleasant process for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I guess it's... Uh, uh, it was um, uh, Harry Potter. Who, uh, who wrote Harry Potter? Uh, J.K. Rowling. Say, say again? Uh, J.K. Rowling wrote the Harry Potter series? Yes. Yes, I believe it was her quote. Uh, she said, I hate writing, but I love being done. And that's, that's very much how I feel about it. That, the feeling yeah. of accomplishment when you're done with it is... Uh, uh, indescribable, but the process of doing it, oh, like it's misery. It's absolute misery. It certainly is. Now, because you wrote those episodes, when they were being filmed, did you see things a particular way that weren't necessarily brought to life the way you envisaged, and how did that make you feel? Well, yeah, it taught me a lesson. Um, I, I remember one of the earlier ones, I, I think it was Birthright, um, I had written all these, you know, glider scenes and these huge, uh, scenes. And, uh, the one thing they, they allowed me to do was write. Brad told me, don't write with budget in mind. So I didn't. Uh, so this, you know, budget was way over pattern. And so they started cutting stuff and I was, you know, kind of upset. But that same week was, uh, Jason Momoa's, uh, this episode, I believe it's called Fatita. And so I read this episode, and it's a huge episode. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've been here six years, and I'm getting stuff cut while over on Atlantis you're doing this huge episode? 
And uh, I mean, I was laughing about it, but only uh, when I was crying on the inside. <laughs> um, but then it ended up where they ended up putting a lot of it back in there. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't so bad. And then when I saw Jason's episode, I was like, oh, okay, money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> if the show was ever revived, would you return to the role? Uh, not as a regular, no. I mean, not even as a semi-regular. Not even as, I mean, yeah, I would love to go uh, pass the reins to whoever would be the Jabba character. But, uh, you know, I had a great time doing Tilt, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it was time for me to be someone else, you know. And definitely for a series, I would not do it again. Because of how long you played the role, did you worry about but, typecasting? I'm sorry, go ahead. I just said, because you played the role for so long, did you worry about typecasting or getting future work after leaving the series? Um, maybe it's a bit of a naivete on my part, but I never really, I always took it uh, that it's better to be known for something than to not be known for anything. Um, but as I found out, it was a bit uh, naive on my part because there would be so many casting directors who, when I got back to L.A., would be like, no, he's wrong for this. It's like, well, how do you know? Uh, I, I'm an actor. Like, Kilk was a character that I created. So, yeah, initially there was, um, uh, you know, just taking meetings, not even for specific stuff, just taking meetings with casting directors so let them know, uh, you know, that was a character that I crafted. That's not who I am. Mm. And one of your next projects is a video game. Is that something you find challenging to uh, record? As a lot of other actors on the show have uh, complained about how strenuous it can be. Yeah, you know, I was, well, because I'm, I'm not only doing the voice, I'm doing the, the physicality, I'm doing all the mocap too. Um, it's a lot, it, it, the process of it is different because you can't really take uh, uh, takes off because in addition to the camera that follows you all the time and the camera that you wear on your head that's directly on your face, there's, you know, 70 cameras that are overhead that, that follow your every move. So when you're doing TV or film, if you're off camera, you're off camera. But in video games, it's, it's not that way. You're always on camera. And, you know, with the... Uh, uh, evolving nature of, especially with God of War, it's it's a script. It's not it's not uh, a delivery system for a video game. It's it's uh, a real script that that it's, it's a real story that this video game revolves around and in between and all through. So it's it's um, it's not like the old days of video games where it's like you know shoot that target. You know, it's a real Mm. Does that make it more enjoyable, though? Be be, well, yeah, definitely. But it definitely, you know, it's, it's challenging. I mean, the emotional investment in the character is the exact same as in film or television. So, after this one, is it something you consider doing again, or is this, is this the one and only? Uh, well, hopefully I'll be Kratos for a while. Um, you know, the last guy that did it, I think, did it for, you know, 11... 12 years, something like that. So, uh, you know, and I'm curious to see, you know, where it's going to go.
it's uh, I tell you what, this, this first one though, it's fantastic. I can play that. So fans should be excited. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, not only not only uh, people that are already fans of God of War, but I, I really think that it's going to get just a whole new legion of fans. And I think a lot of that is due to the storytelling. Hmm. Well, you've been working in the entertainment industry for a while now. How do you think the industry has evolved while you've been working in it? Oh, gosh. You know, I have uh, kids who are in my, my oldest son and oldest daughter are in the industry now. And, you know, it has changed so much. I really, uh, other than, you know what, learn, know your craft and be prepared when you go in for auditions and when you get on sets. I really don't know, like, how people go about getting agents or how people get seen by people anymore. You know, before, it was all just legwork. You just went to people's offices. But now, everything's done electronically, and uh, it's, 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 it's so much different than when I started. I mean, I, 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 people ask me, like, how would I get into it now? And I have to tell them, I have no idea. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there's just... Uh, it's a whole nother beast now. Are the changes for better or for worse? Uh, gosh, you know, it's almost like social media. You know, it's like I've always preferred face-to-face. I've always preferred to press the flesh, to shake hands, to look people in the eye. You know, it's, it's almost like all of that is gone now. You know, you, mm. people are making decisions on you based on stuff that's, you know, uh, over the... Uh, electronic, you know, and I, I think that really, how do you get a feel if someone's right for something if you never meet them, you know, I, I don't know, or just a feel about the person, just a feel about how, if you would want to work with them, that, 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 that part of it seems to be gone. Mm. Very true. Well, unfortunately, we do have to let you go, but uh, you are appearing at Supernova uh, next month. We're very excited to have you yeah. in Australia. Thank you so much for your time today and all the yeah, best I, for the future. I, I, Oh, thank, thank you, man. I, I love Australia. I, I, I love Supernova. It's, it's uh, one of my favorite cons. And the people who run it are great. Uh, everyone that goes has a great experience, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. That was my chat with the lovely Christopher Judge. Now, here's my interview with Johnny Yongbosch. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me today. No problem, yeah. Now, what inspired you to become an actor? Inspired me to become an actor. Well, I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to be an action star. I grew up watching you know, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Billy Chung, Samahong, those guys, and uh, you know, and I was a martial artist, and um, so I just really wanted to become an action star, and that's kind of my dream. Um, and so, Power Rangers was kind of my uh, my I guess step into that uh, genre, I guess. And a lot of the actors you mentioned there as inspiration all do their own stunts. So was that something that was important to you from the outset? It was, you know. I mean, I definitely, uh, as a martial artist, yeah, that's really kind of my passion is to be able to do my own stuff. Um, you know, it's not always the case because, you know, for safety reasons, you know, if you end up dying, <laughs> the movie is done. Um, so can't always do that stuff, but... Uh, yeah, certainly for me, that's one of the things that I always hope for. And was there ever a stunt that you were a little bit afraid of doing or was or pushed you a little bit too far out of your comfort zone? Um, you know, there was, uh, 
there was a time uh, when we were working on the uh, second Power Ranger movie, and uh, I did. Uh, there was a, you know, they were forcing us to jump from I don't know, it was like maybe twelve or thirteen feet up. I can't remember exactly, but I remember looking up at it. It looked easy, but once I was up there, looking down, it looked pretty high, and uh, it wasn't something that I was excited to do at that point, but. Uh, they, uh, you know, they forced us to, um, but, and it was, which was fine, actually. It ended up being okay, but mm-hmm. it was a little scary. Well, I mean, Power Rangers was the series that put you in the public eye. Have you ever rewatched it, and do you have any thoughts on it now? Uh, you know what? It's, I haven't rewatched a lot of the series, um, but I, I did watch the movie uh, not too long ago, a few months ago, with a bunch of fans, and... Uh, yeah, I feel like every time I watch it, <laughs> it, it doesn't bother me as much, you know? <laughs> I think I'm grown, I've grown used to it. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, for, for what it is, it is definitely a kid's show. It was much more, it was certainly cheesier. I wasn't a very good actor at that point, for sure. And so just, you know, I, I remember in the beginning, it was really cringy. It's kind of like, you know, if you record your own voicemail, you got to re-record it until it feels right, you know? Um, so it was that kind of feeling, I guess. So would you say that you learned a lot about acting from working on Power Rangers and working with those other actors? Um, I think, you know, I definitely learned things. Um, I learned a lot of what not to do, um, you know, and uh, uh, I mean, there's, you know, we were all very young, you know, and uh, immature, and uh Certainly a lot of things that, uh, you know, we did or even just acting out or something like that, uh, just being kids. Um, you know, so I, I certainly learned a lot. Um, I don't know exactly. It really, you know, it kind of just holds your tongue, you know, certain things, you know, keep a lot of things to yourself. Um, as an actor, it would be, you know, breaking down your character and knowing all your stuff before you get there. Um you know, so that you're not holding anything back or slowing anything down. Um, and don't do, don't goof off too much. You can have fun, but, you know, once it starts uh, costing you know, them money, then it's not a good idea, you know? Yeah, of course. Now, you did mention that obviously Power Rangers is is a children's show, but the fans that it's attracted are now a lot older, and there's a huge sort of cult following uh, around it. Does that ever surprise you, you know, to see the fans that that show has? Um, you know, I think at, at first it, it surprised me when I started seeing people come up to me that about 20 or older um, that are fans of the show. But then I think about, like, all those, you know, when I watched Kung Fu Theater and how cheesy that was, you know, and, and you know, lip flaps not matching, you know, the dialogue and stuff like that, even though I, I enjoyed it so much, you know. And so me seeing those guys or any of those guys, like, if I see Jackie Chan or, you know, I just feel like, oh, you know, I grew up watching on this. You know, I could see, I could totally see that, you know. Um, even now, I mean, I watched when I was younger, you know, but as I'm getting older, I'm still a fan of those old things that I grew up on. So it, it makes sense to me, definitely. Is that one of the reasons you do Supernova, so you can connect with the fans who sort of just want to give back to a little bit? It is definitely one of the reasons for me, you know. Um, it's, it's uh, you know... For when you're working on a set or you're working on some voiceover or you're working on, you know, anything like that in a production, 
uh, unless it's theater. You know, theater, you do you do a scene or something, and you do a monologue, and the crowd will either cheer you or boo you, and you find out right then and there, you know? Um, but then with film and, and voiceover and, and things like that, you don't know. And it's not until you go to a show and you see somebody dressed up as your character that you get to really see and talk to that person and see what stood out and see what connected with them and, and what they liked about it, you know, and if they liked it, you know, because there's certainly things that people don't like. Um, so it's definitely something, you know, for me to be able to connect with people. Mm. And since Power Rangers, you've done a lot of voice work. Was moving from on-screen acting to voice work a hard transition? Um, well, it wasn't. It, it was, uh, you know, after Power Rangers, I, there was quite a few uh, years where I was trying to work as an actor but couldn't get work um, for various reasons. Um, and and so I'd, I'd almost given up and, uh, and you know, and, and project came my way um and then but the audio was screwed up and so i had to dub myself and as i was voicing over my own face the producer walked in heard my voice and thought i had a decent hero voice and asked me to come audition for the show called trigon and that's when i booked bash which was my first you know anime voiceover mm-hmm. gig um so that really opened the door for me so um was it hard uh yeah, it was definitely hard. Uh, any of those things are kind of hard when you first start start out, and it was a learning process for me for sure. Um, and it wasn't overnight. You know? <laughs> there were many years where I, I thought that I was going to have to quit acting and do something else. Um, and I did various other things, but uh, um, well, the transition wasn't that smooth. What kept you motivated to keep trying through those years where you couldn't get work? You know, I'm 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 not a like. I have a lot of, you know, drive in me, you know, um, even even before, like, I grew up in, in Texas, um, where there's not a lot of acting that comes out of Texas, or at least, or at least there, there is occasionally, but not, you know, it's not, not like Hollywood, you know, mm. um, and so my, my, I wanted to become an action star, and all my friends, you know, were telling me not to do that, to focus on, you know, something that's real and achievable. Um, but I couldn't, you know, because I had this passion. And so I still had that passion in me when I, you know, going through this depression of not being able to book a job and find work and feeling defeated. I still had that little spark in me that just I could not let go. Um, but I also felt like I had nothing else at that point, you know. Um, I didn't have, like, because I, I it was as I was registering for college when I booked Power Rangers, so I didn't have a degree. It would have been like, okay, now i got to go back to school and try to figure out something for my life, you know, which many of them ended up doing. But for me, I felt like, you know, there's just that drive that I felt like I had nothing else and I needed to do this. I ended up becoming a musician in that time as well. But uh, uh, create, creating things uh, from nothing is kind of more my, my ability, I guess. Hmm. And is music something you'd like to make the focus of your future at all? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've had a, uh, my band Eyeshine Shine since 2004. We've got uh, about 14 albums, um, and I'm starting up a whole new music project uh, at the end of this year, um, currently. So, so yeah, it's definitely a huge part of my life um, at this moment. I mean, it's definitely, like, I went through a huge depression when, when I couldn't book a job, and it was, it was teaching myself how to play and write songs and, and music that really brought me out of that. Um, so it's definitely a, uh, an important part of my life, and, and uh, my band Eyeshine is is real. I mean, it was a creation and, a, and kind of a 
an idea of like how can I reach out to people that music reached me, and it's just kind of more, uh, you know, I mean, it's uplifting kind of music, and, and just trying to provide hope for people like it did for me. Mm. And having the, the power to influence or help heal people as an actor or a musician, does that add an additional responsibility to jobs when you do them? It does. Um, uh, at least for me, in my, in my mindset, at least, uh, when I go in, if I'm working on something, there's, there's kind of that responsibility. It's like, what is this role? Um, is this a role that I should take? Is this a role that uh, later on, am I going to feel good about this? You know, Is it something that I can... You know, help people with, or, or you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but hmm. but I definitely feel the weight of the character if I go into something new, um, and I, I weigh all of those decisions, you know, uh, as I'm playing the character. And have you ever regretted taking on characters? I mean, there's yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's characters, but uh, there's certainly things that a character has maybe said or done or something like that where. I've not, you know, I, I felt like uh, it doesn't really either work for the character or, or just uh, it doesn't sit well with me. Um, but uh, for the most part, uh, not really, yeah. Hmm. And when you do voice acting, do you worry about how recognizable your voice has become and how to vary each of the vocal tones of your characters? Uh, I didn't in the beginning... Um, now I certainly think about it a bit more, because, um, uh, you know, half of the characters I voice, are, it's just my natural range, or at least that's what they wanted. Um, so now now it's like I think about it a lot more and whether or not I should add a different texture to the character, um, or, or raspiness or whatever it is, uh, a light, lighter, you know, I, I think about that a bit more now. Um, uh, but I still, like... It's obviously easier for me to be myself uh, uh, than to, you know, create a, a voice that maybe doesn't uh, have the full range of my emotions. Hmm. It, it certainly is. Now, unfortunately, we do have to let you go. But finally, what advice would you offer to anyone looking to work as an actor in the performance industry? Um, anyone trying to become an actor, I guess I would, uh, I would definitely stress uh, to act as often as you can, um, study other actors, um, and, uh, and, you know, if you can learn from other people's mistakes, I watch a lot of, uh, you know, I've watched, I'm seeing any of my own stuff that I've done in the past, you know, the things that, that were terrible, uh, I certainly learned from those, so anybody can learn from any of the stuff that I did, you know, what not to do, you know, sometimes you can watch a terrible film and go, okay, that's not how you act, um, uh, so definitely um, study acting, um, and then uh, and audition as often as you can um, for as many things as you can, and uh, but accept what feels right to you, you know, um, you know in your own conscience. Mm. Well, thank you very much for your wise words and your time today, and I hope you enjoy your time in Australia uh, next month. Thank you. That was my chat with Johnny Yong Bosch. Thanks to both our guests, Johnny and Christopher Judge, for their time today. And thanks also to Supernova Conventions for setting that up for us. We've got a whole lot of exciting interviews lined up for the rest of the year. We'll be back with two podcasts as normal next month. And thanks, as always, to our fantastic supporters, Palace Nova Cinemas and Mad Zombie Collectibles. All their details are available in the supporters section of the website.
And don't forget that you can read all of my thoughts on the latest movies in the movie reviews section of the website. Well, until next month, I've been your host, Benjamin Mamakay. Thanks for listening. See you next time.